Tiger's got 152 yards. Should be just a nice, comfortable nine iron for him. They're going to go nuts when he hits this thing. Tournament predictions and conversation on all the storylines across the PGA Tour. This is On the Green, WFUV's exclusive golf podcast. Off the Green is back for the Open Championship at St. Andrews in Scotland. Sam Davis, Michael Calamari with you. We will have Andrew Galata offering up his picks a little bit later in the show it's crazy to think that this is the last major of the year. It feels like just yesterday here on the green, we were coming out uh, with our Masters episode, our first major episode. We had some episodes before that as well, but jumping into that first major, here we're already at the last one of the year. It feels crazy to even think that you know on the green has been going on for this long from a personal standpoint. So, Mike, how you doing? I'm sure you're you're pumped about this weekend just like I am. I can't wait to watch some golf at St. Andrews. I'm actually really excited because I think this is one of the, the first times I'll actually be able to sit down and watch a golf tournament. Usually, I think during the Masters, I had stuff going on with school. Uh, I forget what the PGA Championship. I remember I was busy that weekend. You know, you were able to watch, but I wasn't able to sit down. Father's Day, I think, was the yes. Sunday. So I was with the yes. family. I was barbecuing. Wasn't able to really sit down and watch the Sunday of the U.S. Open. Only able to sneak away to watch those final few holes. This is going to be different, though. I'm going to have the weekend. I'm going to be able to watch. And St. Andrews, I wasn't really a golf fan, or I'm not even sure, like, un- aware enough to be able to watch yeah, last time. right? You know, so, it was 2015. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I, still, I, I mean, that for us is what that's seven years ago. I mean, that that's that's yeah, so, which is crazy to say. So I, I wasn't able to really experience it, but now yeah. I am, and so I, I'm really excited. This is probably the most excited. I've been for a golf weekend then since the match Masters, I would say. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm super pumped for it. I mean, we have uh, obviously uh, we had the Scottish Open last weekend, which of course I want to talk about a little bit. I think there's a lot of parallels between uh, success at the Scottish Open and yep. maybe translating that into success, of course, at St Andrews, being the fact that first of all, obviously in Scotland, Lynx Golf. You know, it's a similar style of the game that you don't really see during the year on the PGA Tour or in the other majors, and that's what makes the old course, and that's what makes the Open Championship so unique. But with the Scottish Open, of course, Xander Shoffley won the event 7-under. He went into Sunday with a two-stroke lead. He had a couple birdies early on and then bogeyed a bunch of holes. Uh, Heading into the back nine, he was actually trailing by a shot against Kitayama, who had a nice round of 66. But Shoffley birdied a couple holes in the back nine, kind of survived, did what he had to, and, you know, that's really what you do in Lynx golf. You, you you find a way to get things done, even when, you know, certain holes don't go your way or certain shots don't go your way. He shot 70 in the final round to win. Xander has been hot. It's three in a row uh, for Xander. 
Um, so, Mike, what did you see from Shoffley, and what did you see from the Scottish Open? I think I see a bit of aggress- aggr- aggressiveness from him now that he's comfortable. Now that he's won, you know, he's won the Travelers. He now wins the Scottish Open. He won the DP World Tour. You know, so he's on this winning stretch where he feels so comfortable. I mean. He shot an even round four and was able to win. I mean, that was just because he separated him so mu- separated himself so much from the rest of the field. You look at Tommy Fleetwood, Patrick Cantley. These are guys who shoot three under round fours, but they still aren't able to get the job done because they finish four under par. And Shawfley's ability to separate himself from the field early on in the tournament, that was the difference maker. And you have to just think about it now in relation to the British Open into the Open at St. Andrews. If he does something similar there, he—I mean, I think everyone's thinking he's the favorite, considering how well he's been playing, and it's going to come down to if he separate—if he gives him that separation, then I think you know he can do a great job at the Open. You know, he's just playing great golf, and I think he's aggressive, and I think that's why he's doing so well. Yeah. So I mean, when you're looking at you know Xander, it's pretty impressive what he's been able to do this year. Like I said, you know, three wins on the year. You know, only Scotty's really got more than that um, in the amount of wins on the season. Um, he hadn't won in, I think, two years before this. So just to really put things together this year, starting to figure things out, I think he's really peaking at the right time, obviously heading into the to the Open Championship. Um, you know, So that's really huge for Xander. Xander's going to be one of the favorites. We're going to talk plenty about him you know, going forward here with this Open Championship. Good for Kurt Kitayama as well. I'm, I think that was a big 66 on Sunday. That actually got him into the field for St. Andrews, which I think is really cool to have such a big day um, and such a big tournament at the Scottish Open, and then that jumps him into the field for, for this coming week at St. Andrews. So that's really awesome for him. Um, you know, a couple other guys. Ricky Fowler needed a big finish at the Scottish Open. Oh, didn't my get God. It. He, yeah, uh, he's... So he will not be playing in the Open Championship this year, which is obviously – you know, very disappointing for him. Um, but yeah, you know, overall, definitely Xander, the biggest takeaway. From, I think Fitzpatrick coming in sixth, you know, yeah. he finishes three under. Proving to, I think, everybody that, you know, the And US listen, Open he shoots was, an even round four, maybe yeah. shoots two or three under. He's in the mix there. So I think him having a good week of golf after winning the U.S. Open, not letting that be his high, I think that's another big thing. Spieth coming in 10th. Shoots horrendous round four, two over par, but he still finishes two under for the tournament. So you want to see that kind of finish after speed. So those are two other names that I see in the mix there. And, you know, Cameron Smith, we know how good he is with the putter. He comes in 10th at the Scottish Open. It's hard not to, it's hard to count him out when you head into the Open. So those are a few names when I look at the leaderboard and I see, you know, how they're able to do. Those are some guys that stand out and I like how they're playing heading into this, this Open. A lot of times you want to see, especially with Fitzpatrick winning, you know, the biggest win of his career, obviously at the U.S. Open. Mm -hmm. You want to see how a guy like that will play the following week. How he'll rebound. Like not even rebound, because you're not down. Yeah, you're not down. But sometimes it happens where you have such a big week and then the following one, you know, it's a little bit of a lull it's it's kind of i mean it, it happens in every sport it's like mm-hmm. when you play a big game and then the following week you have to play someone not so good but i feel like we're kind of searching for names it's been xander shoffley that's the name yeah. in the past three weeks of golf i'm looking at his stats off the tee he's been amazing that's really been the difference right now tee to green he's eighth in the uh, across the pga tour and then approach to the green he's ninth in the pga tour so not really off the tee, but it's the approach. It's getting the ball onto the green. He's doing a fantastic job of placing his shots right near the cup, and that's making his job easier when he's putting. He's only 31st on the PGA Tour in shots gained putting, but it's been his approach shots, and I think that's something that's going to really translate well to St. Andrews. And uh, he is right now playing the best golf of his career. Kind of feels like Scotty Scheffler leading up to the Masters, maybe yes. even more wins 
uh, but very similar. So I think that's why, even though Xander's the obvious pick, we'll, we'll find out later when, when everyone makes their selections, it does seem like he does have the, the most realistic chance of winning it. Yeah, I mean, with Scotty, it was funny, you know, going into the Masters, we were all kind of just like, thinking, okay, we haven't quite, you know, we haven't seen him win a major, we haven't seen mm-hmm. him, you know, so it was finding ways to kind of make excuses as to why we thought, you know, maybe he wasn't going to keep that rolling, but I think momentum is such an important thing in golf, and, and obviously going with Xander is a, a pretty safe and pretty smart pick considering how well he's been playing so I'm, golf So I'm lately. looking at what Scotty won the Phoenix Open, the Arnold Palmer, yeah. and the Dell Technologies match play. Yep, yeah, yeah. So we won February 13th, March 6th, and then March 27th, leading then, up to the Masters on the Masters, April 10th. April 10th, yeah, so that's about, yeah. What was it, March 27th? Was that Ma- Arnold Palmer? That was De- Dell Technologies. Oh, okay, Arnold yeah, Palmer yeah, was the 6th. Gotcha. But I want to say he didn't even start some of the tournaments in between. So he yeah. was winning consecutive tournaments. Yes, yeah. And um, that's what Xander's doing too. And those, I think, those are his only four PJ Tour wins. If you too. count the, you know, what was it, the DP event um, for Xander? It was what? It's three straight, correct? Because he won it's the Travelers straight. and then the Scottish um, Open. I'll and then check you it count for you right now. So he won. Uh, the he he, he well. led it off with the Travelers. It was yes. him and Canley, I think, in the final pairing, which was yeah. which was fun because uh, they were the partnership at. Uh, yeah, what it was, was it? I think it was Travelers, and then it the, was him and Canley. And then the Scottish at, at the Zurich, they were partners though. Um, him and Cantley. Oh yes, okay. So they yeah, won yeah. there. That was his other win on the yes, tour. Yes, yes. So they yes, were the yes, final yes. pairing, I believe. Yes. And then Canley shoots a six over on the yeah. round four. Zandler two under wins at nineteen under. Then Xander wins the Scottish, and now he uh, is on his way to the Open. So it'll be three straight on the PGA Tour. Yes. But it'll be four th- four straight wins with starts. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, if you count straight. the DP World yep. Tour. Yeah. 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 Which is, I mean, either way, incredibly impressive work from Xander. It'll be. Uh, exciting to see what he can do um, at the and old You course. know what? I do want to notice something. So I'm scrolling through the the, the Google, um, like the, how they have, you know, the layout Google has? Yeah, for where the they tournament? give you like the. So I'm looking at the tee times for um, for the open. It's it's going to be different times. Well, we didn't even, we didn't look at pairings. We should have done that. We should look at, you know, when you, when we're talking about something, I'll look at them. But the, the, uh, the tee times are different because it's, uh, it's overseas, right, Sam? Yeah, you'd know because you're you're yes you're a broad guy. So I'm looking at the times. Yeah. I mean, someone's teeing off at one in the morning. Am I right? That that, that would is, be yeah. Because well, no, they'd see, be teeing off on. at six thirty five London time. I mean, um, yeah, same thing. UK time. UK time. Yeah, British time. Yeah. So then we're gonna be seeing golf like one thirty five in the morning, at well, least a Thursday, Friday. I think here's but here's what I'm seeing: Thursday, the fourteenth of July. Obviously, round one. The earliest I'm seeing is 6.30 in the morning. Are you sure that's not? This is, you know, PGA Tour website. I'm seeing 135 on Google. Who are we trusting? <laughs> I'm trusting the PGA Tour website. All right, I'm looking up. We'll be corrected in this, I'm sure. Well, also, you got to think, too, even if they are going off that early, it'll probably be like, you know how with the Olympics, you know when the Olympics are in, like, Tokyo or something, and, like, it's the, the time difference is all screwed up, so they just kind of play events that you would think it's live because, like, you know, you're waking up in the morning and you're turning it on, but yeah. really it's been on for a couple hours. They might, do, I'm sure they'll do something like that, TV wise. So I'm looking at it right now. Sports Illustrated says St. Andrews time slash Eastern Daylight time, six thirty-five Web Simpson tease off. Oh, there you go. So one thirty-five Eastern Daylight yes. time. Yes. Now you're, you're so we were both correct because that's six thirty-five. Uh, you know their time. So, so am, we I gonna wait, am I going to wait? Am I going to one in the morning? You want to stay up till two thirty? Watch Phil Mickelson <laughs> tee off. That's so that, what he so tees off. What is that? So that's. Tomorrow night. 
That's tomorrow. Tomorrow's night. Wednesday. They they so, so, so tomorrow night. I mean, technically it's Thursday, but you like, know what I'm, I'm saying? Like you're staying up on Wednesday like, night. Basically. Like, hear this group three oh three. I I I know you're the a host. And I don't want to get you no, off track fine, right now, know. but I'm looking at these parents. Three oh three in the morning. Cam Smith, Brooks Kepka, Seamus Power. I'm staying up for that. Where I'm, do you see that? I don't even. see I'm that. on Sports Illustrated. You want me wow. to send it to you? Yeah, sure. I'm I'm just looking at the whole list, so that's why I'm I'm kind of just like oh yeah. So I'm looking at the tea times. I mean, like Zalatoris is five twenty. Wow, Morikawa, Rory, and Xander at four fifty eight wow. in the morning. But Holy like obviously, cow. obviously, well, I can I can wake up and watch like the the back nine. But it won't like, matter Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, you'll yeah. get the yes. you know the, the good guys or the yeah. guys. Also, here's the thing to note. You know, this is my uh, you know from from my time in abroad speaking here. It does get late. It stays light really late there. Okay. Really late, like much later than here. I, at least it was when I was there. It was like I think it almost gets to like ten or eleven p.m. So how close? So they will start later in the day. How them. close is um? I'm St. Sure. Andrews to Ireland. It's the same time zone. Same time zone. What yeah. about like weather? Uh, similar. So they're gonna be. It's gonna be very wet, most likely. Yeah, it's it's always it's always cooler there. It's uh it's never it's never really too warm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh it's definitely. It, weather is is always a factor at St Andrews. It's always a factor in the the Open, the British Open in general, just because it's obviously yeah. it's always you know. I mean, I remember seeing like clips of British Opens in the past. The winds howling. Yes, the wind is always a huge deal because I mean, a lot of these courses are in the water yep. or close to it. Yep, that's what Lynx courses are really. I mean, they're on the water and they're going to present some trouble with that wind. Um, you know, I, I I think wind will definitely be a factor. Weather will be a factor. That's all something. And it's always uh, gloomy. It's never yeah. sunny. It's never sunny. Yeah. It just feels like it fits like the vibe of just like the UK or like I yes. guess just like playing golf over there. It's just always cloudy. But um, you know. But anyway, you know, back back on track here, Mike. But um, we're gonna get into Tiger Woods. Um, mm-hmm. we are going to get into our top twenty picks. We are gonna get into our pick sleeper fade, which we always do. We'll have Andrew Galata. He's gonna. Uh, he recorded his picks for us, so we're gonna, you know, play those. And, and Chris Hennessy, uh, he just texted. Me. Oh, he did. Okay, yeah. I wasn't sure. I, Chris was so a little, we'll, you know, we'll, it was a little uh, late edition, but we got his late. picks in. We did get. And his I'm picks. sure he'll nail them all, just like he always does. I but, need to play like the ESPN. So yeah, so we'll have those picks later. But first, before we get into that stuff, you know, I do want to talk about the course. Of course, the old course, you know, at St Andrews. You know, we've talked a little bit about playing golf in Scotland, playing golf in, golf in the UK, but specifically at, you know, St. Andrews. This is what most people say is if you win this tournament, you know, you have mastered the game of golf, which is crazy to say because of how difficult golf is. But that just shows how hard this, this golf course is. Um, obviously, like a Lynx course, um, I actually played a Lynx course in Ireland, um, which is really cool. Wow. And there's only a certain amount of those in the world. Um, so What, a Lynx course? Yeah. Um, and it's it's just based off the way that it's like man uh, I I'm probably wrong but it's it's based off like the way it's engineered and I know like the way the grass is cut and stuff like that all play if you look it up you can you know get the, okay. what what exactly it is but they're very rare and they're characterized by kind of what you know what St Andrews has is like those high grass bunkers you know what I'm saying like you know some really thick uh, not bunkers excuse me uh, rough some really thick rough tons of bunkers all over the place fairway bunkers all over the place um, you know St Andrews will be 
uh, really interesting to watch because with this course, it's not always about driving it right down the middle. You know, most courses mm-hmm. you play, you want to hit right in the middle of the fairway, right? You know, this course, you need to strategically hit the ball, you know, left of the fairway, right of the fairway. You're right. Sometimes almost even into other fairways presents a better shot than hitting it straight. So there's this whole 12 heathery where the fairway is very tight. It's uh, 316 par 4. But like... Every, every in the middle of the fairway are these tiny bunkers, so you get a great shot down the middle, uh, about like two fifty, and you're in the bunker, and it's a tiny bunker. So, just looking at the map, I'm looking at the St Andrews Links website. I'm scrolling through these holes, and there are holes where you can hit a great shot down the middle, and you're gonna have some trouble. And like you said, you might need to hit a little right along the fairway, a little left along the fairway. It's not like a normal course, course like wing foot. Where if you're in the fairway, you're good at wing foot. If you're not, you're not. It's yeah. a little, it's a little different here, and it makes it interesting. It's more about the strategy associated with the game of golf, and that mm-hmm. is what I think makes this course so difficult. Is not only is it about hitting good golf shots, but it's about being precise. I mean, that is ultimately, I think, the biggest thing. Driving off the tee, it's about being precise, knowing where you want to put the ball. Obviously, knowing the course, it helps the guys that have been here a while, that have played here a while. Obviously, they know the course better. Um, you know, our caddies that have been there a while and know the course, but it's also about executing it and, and, and being precise. And I think that is incredibly difficult in the game of golf. It's probably one of the most difficult things because there's a lot of guys on the tour that can drive it really far, but that is not as important at a course like this. It's about, you know, accuracy off the tee. It's about accuracy with your irons, about knowing where to put it on the green and putting it in the right spot. This is just such a unique golf course. I, I looked up links just to get more of an official definition um, it's the old, oldest style golf course. It was developed in Scotland. Um, they're built typically on sandy coastline, like I said. So typically that's on the water, and that's where that weather and that wind plays in as well. And it's a firmer playing surface almost. It's, it's, it's basically the, the, the ground and the grass is, is a little firmer, a little harder um, than you would typically get at you know a regular golf course or a different style of golf. Mm-hmm. Um, so that creates some issues you know, with your irons as well when you're trying to put a ball on the green. Um, you know, obviously with a firmer, uh, you know, the way that the course is manufactured, a lot of times balls are going to roll off the green. A lot of times, you, you know, you're going to have trouble really sticking it there, um, which creates some issues as well. So I think precision is definitely key for these guys um, at this course, which will be incredibly important. Also, you know, have you played here before? I think playing at yep. the previous history at St. Andrews is going to be really, really important. Um, this this. This golf course, you know, I texted you yesterday, Mike. This used to be 22 holes. They dropped it down to 18. Literally, uh, they were the standard. They were the standard for 18 holes of golf, you know, back in the day. And that's when it started, which is unbelievable. I mean, this this golf course is like as old as our country, um, which is just absolutely Mm -hmm. mind-blowing to think about. Um, And there's, you know, bunkers everywhere. There's 110 of them. Um, wow. There's and, one, and one some called the... Hell Bunker. I don't know if you really? looked that up. It's 10 feet deep. I was about to say. feet deep. These bunkers are like, if you're a, if you're against the wall of some of these bunkers, it's like an, you have to almost play it back to get out of it. Mm. So like the way these bunkers are designed, they're not your normal bunker you usually see. There's like sand and then a wall. Yep. So it's. That's another kind of It's a challenge. Kind of thing. Yeah. 10 feet deep, 300, squ- 300 square yards. For that one bunker. I'm, I'm looking at hell right now on yeah. the 14th hole. Yep, on the 14th. Um, and that's the course's longest hole as well, right in the middle of the fairway, if I'm not mistaken. Which yep. is, I mean, that is that is going to be very, very challenging 
uh, for these guys to navigate through. Very difficult. You know, there's a couple other really difficult holes as well. A couple really cool and iconic holes. You know, some some really tight fairways with the road there. You know, 18 having like the houses in the background as you're heading to the finish, I think is so cool. It just adds to that kind of aesthetic of St. Andrews, what makes it yep. so special is just how unique of a golf court is, course it is. And having two green, having two holes on one green, I mean, it's just like is something you don't see anywhere else. I mean, that is just something that St. Andrews brings, which is why, I mean, another reason just to add on why, you know, this Open Championship, 150th Open Championship, Tiger Woods is back. We'll get into him in a second, but just super excited to have this at St. Andrews. Yeah, it's the 150th Open Championship, so it seems perfect that it's going to happen at St. Andrews again. And listen, every time you look at a picture of St. Andrews, you see where it is. It's almost like on a peninsula. It kind of looks like where it's on the water. It seems like you can go off one hole straight into the beach. It's a beautiful course, and wow, I would give a lot to be able to play around at St. Andrews. Even if I'm shooting 200, Yeah, I think I'd enjoy it. Okay, it's funny because when I played that Lynx course in Ireland, mm-hmm. I really wanted. I was so excited. I really wanted to p- play it so badly because I, I, I you know, I, I knew that you know that's just a famous you know style of course and it's really important. And um, I probably wanted to quit playing golf by the end of it. I mean, I lost like I think I lost like ten golf balls just because you put it in that in that high rough and you just can't find the ball. Like it, there's no point in even looking. And you like, think because it's more open, you know. Whenever I play, I'm like I'm gonna lose a million balls, but it doesn't help because now you're just three holes over instead of being in the trees yeah yeah so it's um well, that's you know, for us that's not for these guys kind of a nightmare for for all golfers us obviously do you think like these guys that uh, uh, hit my mic a little bit do you think these guys are going to be like wow let's look over at hole seven and there's spieth he's on the fairway <laughs> it's probably hard not to but they ha- they're guess. so locked in but i'm sure they're pretty much locked in especially yeah. early on in the tournament you know yeah. the, it's it's so early it's just about playing your from game. a broadcast standpoint it probably is easier yeah I'm sure it is. Because, I mean, that's just, we're the only people that are probably going to think about I, that. I, I forget who this was, um, but I heard that some, you know, pro golfer from a number of years ago, one of the Open Championships at St. Andrews, actually shot to the wrong hole. Because you know how, so the, really? the greens have two holes on them. So it's like, it's, it's for bo- multiple different holes. That's just how long these greens are. Um, and he actually, you know, hit his approach from, hit his iron aiming at the wrong hole. But there's a, added, there's not was, a flag in both. Yeah, I mean, no, there is. Why? I, there's no way. Look it up. I'm looking that, it up right that's now. That's what I read. I, I forget who it was actually, but um, no, but it's it's yeah. I'll I'll wait till you look that up. But, Saint Andrews two holes. Just look up, you know the the course okay. like the preview. course has seven large double greens which yep. share two holes, exactly. each with the hole <laughs> numbers for each double green adding up to eighteen each. Yeah, so seven of them. There's seven greens where there's two holes on the green. And wow. they're massive greens. I mean, they're huge. Like, they're really long. So what happened? So. Do they change the pin location? Like, how does it work? Yeah, I mean, they change the pin location just like any other golf course. But they just have two pin locations at all times? Does that just add, to, like, to the... No, it's like... It, are you understanding what I'm saying? It's two separate holes. Like, let's say you have, like, this green... Okay, it's like, this is the ninth, and it's also the 15th. Oh, wow. That's that's what it is. Okay, so that uh, that is really interesting, actually. So two guys can be playing on the same green at once. Because it's so, it, they're huge. Like or not two two groupings could be on yeah. the same green at once. Yeah. So what you could be playing, how, you could be playing onto another. It, you but. could be playing onto another person's. You could be, yeah. And, and that that makes the story more, makes more sense. So he's on hole fifteen. He meanwhile he's yes. shooting onto hole seven, yes. and he doesn't even realize yeah. it. Yeah. 
Well, I'm which pumped. is crazy. And because a lot of these holes too, with the approach, is like it's a blind shot. So you, like yeah. that's what makes it so difficult. Is after your first shot, you can't see the green, so you're really just going off, you know, what you know from practice rounds or whatever, what you know from playing in the past, what your caddy knows. From that's that. what makes the caddy, you know, all so the more important. useful, and what yeah. makes the experience all the more useful. Have you played this course before, and what was your success at this course before? Yeah, yeah so obviously, super excited for the old course at St Andrews. Um, talk about a guy who's had uh, plenty of success there, plenty of success at the Open Championship in general, and it's Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. We have to get into Tiger. He's playing at the Open Championship. He skipped out um, on the U.S. Open. Uh, he, you know, unfortunately had to withdraw from the PGA Championship uh, after obviously lingering effects and, and, and troubles with his injury and coming back from that. Um, but you know, he's won three Open Championships. He's won two at St Andrews. Uh, he's just the fifth golfer in history to win two at the old course. Um, you know, an eight shot victory in 2000, he shot 19 under, which obviously that was before we were even born, which isn't crazy to think about as well. But, um, that is an unbelievable victory at such a difficult course to shoot 19 under. I mean, is it's incredible five shot victory in 2005. Um, obviously, you know, a bunch of years later, he's in a different place in his career, but, you know, Mike, I know, you know, both of us are just extremely excited to see him out there playing golf at St. Andrews in the Open Championship for what may be, at least at St. Andrews, probably the last time that we'll see Tiger Woods at least competitively, you know, playing in this golf tournament at St. Andrews, which I think is just so exciting. And I, I'm super grateful just to even see him, you know, play. I hope he gives us four competitive rounds yeah. because I think at the Masters, we got two great rounds and we were. All in on those, the PGA Championship, he withdraws. So we weren't able to see a full Tiger Woods there. Uh, I would love to see him make the cut, which I think he will. I think he will, too. I think he will make He's, the cut. Listen, like, even at the PGA, you know, he withdrew, but he made the cut. Yeah, he made the, he made the, and the and cut before he withdrew. And he made the cut at the Masters. He fell apart at Saturday and Sunday. Um, but I would really, I would put a lot on Tiger Woods making the cut. Now, when we get into will he finish top 20 or not, that's, that's what a, it that's a different story. I think I don't know if he's going to do that, but I do have to I do have to think that his success there um at 2000 and at 2005 winning both those, you know, by 8 strokes in 2000 by 5 in 2005 it makes him really really, you know, likable to at least, you know, have, be in the top of the leaderboard at some point. Yeah. Whether that's on Thursday or Friday, I could see him having a good round on one of those days and making a cut easily. So you know, that, that's where I am I'm with him, and I'm just super excited to see Tiger Woods on a leaderboard playing golf at a major again, especially one that he has so much uh, history at, like St. Andrews. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing with Tiger, and we've talked about this before with every, you know, every major episode we've done that he's been a part of, obviously, the, uh, the PGA and, and the Masters, um, it's about walking for him. It's about, you know, uh, is he going to be able to physically, you know, walk four rounds of golf you know he played his first he played his first uh practice round where he walked 18 holes uh pretty recently uh this past weekend so um that is a good sign I guess you know showing that he's really trying to ramp up and 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 be able to you know physically stay fit to um you know make it through the four days especially because I'm sure he's being motivated by the fact that he didn't make it you know through the PGA championship withdrawing uh from that major first time he's ever done that in his career so um, I think ultimately that is motivating him. He's he's looking forward to playing at St. Andrews. Um, he's been playing tons of practice rounds. And, you know, like we saw with Augusta, 
when Tiger is there, uh, even just practicing, the crowds come out to support. The fans really show up, and and that is such that's so good for the game of golf to see that much excitement and buzz around you know Tiger and and obviously just the thought of him playing. And I like like we talked about. I don't think that um, you know making uh, making the cut is certainly reasonable. Um, top twenty obviously is is would be amazing, but <clears throat> probably not going to happen. But um, in terms of you know just I think. I share that opinion with you, Mike. It's it's about playing, you know, just seeing him for four days of golf would be such a treat, so awesome, and, and, and that is why I think the potential there just to see him playing on the weekend at St. Andrews is what makes me so excited. So the last time he played at St. Andrews, he finished 23rd. That was back in 2010. He finished three under par. Uh, the top 20 was four under par, so he missed it by a stroke. And then obviously you go back to 05 and 2000, he wins. Yeah. So um, in his three starts at... Uh, um, at St. Andrews, he's been 23rd or he's won, and 2015 he was hurt, didn't play, so um, don't take out that, you take out that year, so it's a different Tiger Woods now, I understand that, but if you told me, if we move the line from top 20 to top 40, that's that's tough, I think he, I that's think reasonable. he finishes top 40. Because how many guys make the cut? I mean, it's right around probably 60, um, right? It's something like that. Seven. I'm looking at 2010 and it was 76. Okay, I think it depends on the year, obviously. But um, yeah. So I mean, that's that would be interesting. You know, top 40 would be interesting. I think, like you said, top 20 is kind of. And I think um, a big thing is when I'm looking at um, I'm looking at who you know I'm gonna pick. I'm looking at history, and I think there's yeah. a lot of interesting names here yeah. of guys who uh, of guys who you know played really well here that are still on the tour that are still you know pretty serious guys. Jordan Spieth fourth back in 2015 i know he was on that hot stretch but listen he knows the course really well 14 under par and that's huge that's going to be big with tiger i mean knowing the course um you know i totally agree you know especially at st andrews which is such a challenging and difficult course not just physically but mentally for these guys Mm -hmm. um that previous course experience will be really important and tiger's got that and i'll mention him because we took him out of the top 20 but Brooks Kepka, he finished 10th at the 2015 Open. Yeah. A different Brooks Kepka. So very similar to Speeth kind of. Yes, yeah. Um but unlike Speeth who's been kind of healthy, Brooks has had those back injuries moving to the Live Golf Tour. Um so I don't really expect a lot out of Brooks, but he's just another interesting name that, you know, he f- did well the last time we had the Open Championship at, at St Andrews. Yeah, so definitely course history and definitely, you know, also, in general, I think Open Championship history is important, too, because obviously it's always in the U.K., and the golf in you know across the pond is different than it is here, obviously. So just any of that you know um, experience, even if it's not necessarily at St. Andrews, I think will be helpful. But mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I want to jump into those top 20s. Uh, I All think, right, so um, let's do it. Let's so, do it. Um, you know, we will hear from Andrew. We'll get his pick, Sleeper and Fade. We'll get Chris Hennessy's pick, Sleeper and Fade, as well. Um, but we're going to start with Scotty Scheffler here for top 20s, Masters champion. Uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier, four victories on the year. Mike, uh, what do you think? Is, is is Scheffler top 20? Yes. And it, it's not, I don't have to think, I think about it a could, lot. Like, play He's back, that good. I think you could play back every time we've done this. I said it the same exact way. Everyone says yes, yes. It's so, always the same, like, expre- like it, it, it's it's hard not to. No, I, I when, when you started talking, I knew exactly where you were going to take it. <laughs> it's always like that. Yes, I'm yeah. taking Scotty Scheffler. <laughs> Uh, he's a no-brainer here for me. Um, I think he's just that good of a golfer. Whenever there was a doubt, I think it was at the U.S. Open, and he just proves me wrong with the top five finish. So, um, yeah, Scotty Scheffler.
for easily. Yeah, I think when when you start to doubt this guy, at least for us here at On the Green, is when he really just you know he must be listening. He's got to be listening and say. I he, you know, I mean, the, come on, the on is, the green who's guys, not an On the Green? The, the On the Green guys are are you know are starting to doubt me. I got to really pick up a game now, and I think that happened. You know, none of us thought the Masters would be um would be you know that next step he would take after winning so much. He won that. Um, I, I'm totally with you, Mike. You know, heading into the U.S. Open, I thought, eh, you know, who knows? You know, he's kind of not playing great golf right now. He's starting to slide a little bit. And then he goes out and has a really good day at the U.S. Open. Um, you know, he missed the cut at the Scottish Open, so I guess, you know, that's something. But I'm not really too worried about that. Um, you know, I, I, I do trust Scotty and what he brings to the table. I think he's going to break the top 20. I'm with you. I'm going yes as well. Um, next is John Rahm. Mike, what do you think there? Uh, I'm really mixed on John Rahm because he did not look great at the Scottish Open, he finished his 55th there. Um, this season, he's still been really good. He's first in shots gained off the tee. Um, so I really like that. He's done a really good job on shots gained tee to the green, sixth across the PGA Tour. And shots gained overall, he's seventh. I, I understand he didn't do great at the Scottish Open, but I still think that he's someone that could win. And I'm not going to say someone is going to be outside the top 20 that I have any thought that they could win. So I'm going to pick him to finish inside the top 20. I'm going to go no with Rom. Um, you know, he, he he broke top 20 at the, at the U.S. Open. But like you said, um, just, you know, not really a, a, a great showing from the Scottish Open. Um, also, obviously, you know, pretty disappointing on Sunday. Looked to be in contention at that U.S. Open and kind of just, you know, fell off. So he's still got the third best odds. Yeah, yeah, his odds are really high, which I was a little, like, I was, like, almost confused So with. it's McElroy, like, he's got the one, and yeah. then Shoffley and Rahm have the same exact odds, 14 to 1. That is su- just very surprising to me. And then um, it's Sheffler's So I guess beef. my pick here is kind of bold and saying no, but well, I'm going to go. Need, you need the bold pick. I'm going to go no. I, you know, i got to separate myself. He's also the kind of guy way. that's going to get cut or be top 10. Yeah, he's one of those guys, and that's what makes, you know, I think that's a, Mike, perfect transition. Uh, because Colin Morikawa, I think, is another one of those yeah. guys that you don't really know what you're getting. So he's the defending Open champion, however. So, you know, you add that into the mix. This is, to me, this is probably like the hardest pick. Um, I've been really he, conflicted with him. Because you know at his best he could win. He's another guy yeah. like Rom. It, it, it's just like, you know, like I could see him missing the cut, to be honest. Maybe not that bad, but, but I could see him I'm being not sure well were... out of top 20, but I could also see him winning this tournament. I'm not so. sure if you were uh, if you were on the on the green episode when I talked about it. Um, he's so good, but can he do four days straight? Yeah, exactly. Can he play 72 like holes? Too, to be honest. I, it's, I mean, he Rory's just... obviously playing better overall. No, but, no you're right. He, it's, it's, it's a similar idea. Of and I think consistent. someone like Cam Smith, like Scotty Scheffler... Um, like a lot of these other guys um, have a lot more consistency in their game. Yeah. Whereas a guy like Morikawa, we saw that at the U.S. Open, he's the leader after the first two days, but then I think it was an awful Saturday that he had. Yes, yeah, 77 that just on completely Saturday. took him out of contention. And he did great on Sunday, but he wasn't enough. Just one bad day. It's really all you need. So I got to make a pick now? Make a pick? I can make mine first. You go first. I'm going to go now. Um, just the lack of consistency. He's missed two cuts in his last three events. So the he got only cut. One yeah, he got cut. He did not was the U.S. Open where he did make top twenty, if I'm not mistaken. He did. He did make top twenty at the U.S. Open, even with that seventy-seven on Saturday. Just you know, I think that shows how how good he was playing heading into Saturday, and then how good he played on Sunday as well. But um, no, just too inconsistent for me. I I, I can't put any trust in in, in Morikawa. Um, he definitely can make top twenty, but I'm gonna go no. Um, I'm gonna go. Y- I'm gonna go yes. Oof, that was a hesitant. 
Because you know what it is. You know what it is. I every all the odds were stacked against him at the U.S. Open. No one was on him, and I was the only one that said, "Yeah, he'll finish top 20." And I really know nothing to back that up. Yeah. So I'm gonna go the same thinking here. He could win this, and I and I'm not gonna pick him to win it, but he could. So I'm gonna go top 20 again. All right, Justin Thomas is next. Mike, how about JT? Um, I got to kind of mix it up here, so I'm going to go no. I think he had his moment at the PGA Championship, um, and he hasn't played. Like he's played, he played really good golf leading up to it, mm-hmm. um, and he played some good golf even at the back end after the PGA Championship, but I just feel like there's a lot of good golfers right now. I think he, like I said, he had his moment at the PGA Championship, so um, I'm going to pick no. And I don't, how did he do at the U.S. Open? I don't even, he didn't do great. If he, I did not, he did not play He finished well. 37th. Yeah. He shot seven over. Did not play very well. Listen, he's great. I, I'm just going to say no. I need some no's. I need mm-hmm. some no's. I'm going to go no as well. Um, you know, like you said, U.S. Open definitely underperformed. He missed the cut at the Scottish last week as well. So okay. if you add that into it as well, I mean, just not playing it's great It's tough because, like, right I now. picked Morikawa and he missed the cut too. Yeah. No, I know. It's like, you you got to pick and choose. You got to pick and choose. It depends on the guy, definitely. But just the trend of the way he's been playing lately, I would say, you know, more leaning towards no. Um, and the Open actually is the only major he hasn't cracked the top 10 in his career. So he has historically been, you know, obviously top 10 is, you know, pretty good, but um, he's been very good at every other major. The Open, you know, not as much. Uh, so I'm going to go no. Um, then we have the only live golf guy on our list here. We had Phil wow. for the U.S. Open, but that was too easy for everyone, obviously, with how bad he's been playing. Um, it's Dustin Johnson. Um, I'll go first here. Switch things up a little bit. So um, um, you, you go first. You, go first. Just, you switch it up. You're about to jump in. I got. I'll go first. Um, so I thought he was going to miss the cut at the U.S. Open, um, considering all the drama and all the you know controversy and all that stuff going on with Liv. Um, and he was, I think, about 24th. Uh, he, you know, he almost made that top 20. He's got four top 10s at the Open. He's got a top 20 at St. Andrews. We talked about how important history is, so I don't want to pick yes, but I'm going to go yes. I, I, I think DJ finds his way into the top 20. Yeah, I like the pick because I'm going to go yes, too. Finished 49. I thought, see, I thought that pick was going to be a separator between no, me and you. I we've thought, been, se- I, we've been, you went uh, three no's in your first four picks. So I'm yeah. going to go. I'm going to go yes here. I've been very yes heavy outside of Justin Thomas. Um, he finished 49th back in 2015 at the Open, but he started the day. I mean, he started the tournament with a 65. He had the first day lead, and then he kind of fell off after that. Back in 2015, different golfer than 2015, like everyone we're going to talk about, but. Listen, he knows the course. He's been playing pretty good golf, and you saw that at the U.S. Open. I hate to pick uh, someone that's part of Live Golf, but listen, if I just had to say if he's going to make it or not, I'm going to say he does. So, yes, for Justin uh, Dustin uh, Johnson. Next, we have the the odds-on favorite to win it all, nine and one. Uh, I have a feeling this, you know, is going to be a yes for both of us. But Mike, I'll go to you first. Yeah, I'll keep it Roy quick. McElroy. It's a yes. I didn't even say his name, but I feel like you know who he is at this point. Roy no, McElroy. yeah, I've got. I'm looking at the list, so <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a yes for me. Okay, that's it. That's all you got. Yes. Um. Yeah, I'm with you. It's also a yes. Um. Listen, he's been inconsistent this year, but his inconsistencies are a lot. Um, less severe than a guy like Morikawa or other guys that we've talked about. Um, he's had, you know, uh, at least w- in the majors this year, he's had three majors. He's had at least one round uh, lower than or at 67, and he's had at least one round higher or at 73. 
So that mm. kind of just shows like the range of golf that he's been playing. But he's been top ten in all three majors this year. Um, third at the Open when it was uh, in 2010 at St Andrews. Top five, top fives at the Open total. I mean that kind of just is you know that says it all. I think definitely top twenty for Rory. Next is uh, Hideki Matsuyama. Uh, he's fourth place at the U.S. Open. Uh, Mike, what do you got? I'm going to go yes. 18th in 2015. Did a great job at the U.S. Open. He's been healthier recently, uh, so I like that as well from him. He had those injury problems at the round of the Masters, had a, a couple of withdrawals, um, but I do like him here. I'm going to go yes. Yeah, Matsuyama, you know, he had a huge day, 65 on Sunday. That obviously helps for that, that fourth-place score. Um, but other than that, he struggled this year, so um, not really playing great golf. Also missed the cut last week at the Scottish, so... I'm going to go no um, with Matsuyama. I got a lot of no's this week, actually, now that I'm going through it. Um, but next is going to be Max Homa. Uh, he's been playing good golf lately, uh, but it's got to be the first. I mean, he's he's a younger golfer. I might be wrong, but it's got to be the first time he's played St. Andrews. I don't think he's, at least competitively, at, you know, I mean, obviously. he, um, let me see. I mean, he was. Because he was on the tour in 2015, but he was, he was not. Yeah, he was, but he was he did not play, you know. Or he was he was playing golf tournaments in 2015. But I, I, I know, don't even know if he was on the tour. This doesn't so have to do it with anything, but majors. I mean, what a tea time at 9:59 in the morning Thursday. Tiger home with Fitzpatrick. Yeah, that's awesome. So that I mean, if you, if you want to know awesome. one time to watch, that's the one you're watching. Yeah. So Max Home is going to have a lot of eyes on him, um, you know, on Thursday. So you know, Mike, what do you think about Max Home? So it's like sometimes you have these picks where uh, you don't you like you kind of want to say yes, but I need a mix in a no. Because I'm really yes heavy, and I kind of want to balance out my uh, my picks here. So uh, I'm gonna go no with Max Homa, but it shouldn't take away from the year he's having. He's been fantastic this year. A lot of great finishes, but statistically he struggled off the tee. I mean he's 30th uh, across the PGA Tour in shots gained off the tee. Uh, shots gained around the green, 89th, um, and putting he's 44th shots gained. He's a great golfer. He's been doing a great job uh, this season, but. Listen, I just don't know. I'm not sure if he's ready for this test at St. Andrews. Maybe I'm wrong, but um, I also do need to know. So I'll go with him now. I'm going to go no as well. I don't need to know, but I'm I'm, I'm going to go no. Here. So you got four uh, no's. You got four yeses. I do. Are you keeping track of me? So uh, a little recap on Sam Davis' scorecard. Scheffler, yes. DJ, yes. Rory, yes. Matsuyama, yes. That's correct? Uh, Yes. And then Rom. No, Matsuyama is a no. Matsuyama's a no. Yeah. Oh, it's okay, so you're so I've, I've Rory, DJ, and um, and Scheffler. Okay, uh, perfect. Three yeses. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then we have uh, you know, Jordan Spieth here. Um, you know, we've talked about him. Mike, you talked about him earlier. What are you thinking on Spieth? So I, I need another no. Um, wow. And I, I, I know he has a good history here, but in that 2015 run, he was a much different golfer than we know him to be now. Like I said, I, I need to give something here. I think the putting's always been a problem with speed, especially in the biggest moments. Until I see that, I don't confidently see him doing very well at a major. I, uh, I don't think he did very well at the U.S. Open. Um, not I have to double-check that. Um, but I'm going to pick no for him. Yeah, so um, I'm going to go yes with Jordan Spieth. Um, this was kind of another one I thought would separate me, and it is a little bit here from Mike. Um you know, obviously, his best finish in the in the majors this year is thirty fourth, which is not great. Yeah, he finished thirty seventh um, at the uh, at the U.S. Open, and then at the Masters, he got cut. Yeah, and thirty fourth at the PGA, which was his best finish. So not very good um, this year at majors or really in general, to be honest. But 
I got to go with the course history. I mean, obviously 2015, you mentioned it, Mike, fourth there. Um, he's played really well at Opens. He's the mo- he has the most rounds in the 60s at the Opens, uh, at the Open Championship since 2015. So, And I will say this with Jordan Spieth. He's been cut a lot this year, Travelers Tournament. He got cut there. Um, but, I mean, look at last week, too. I think he's starting to find that form a little bit at the Scottish. Got cut at the players. Yeah, it's hard to go back there. Yeah. I, I mean, a good showing at the Scottish. He goes 10 there, four over And I think just like maybe four, that, you know, that confidence of being overseas, and maybe that'll help him out, you know, obviously. Well, he got cut um, at the Travelers. No, I, but I mean just tra- you know traveling over to Europe and you know having some success in the past at the Open Championships and obviously having success last week, having success at St Andrews. I think the confidence there will help him out. He's a good enough golfer, um, and I think he's gonna he's gonna make that top twenty. Tiger Woods um, is next year. We already kind of talked about it, but Mike, go ahead and Tiger Woods. Uh, I'm gonna go no. Uh, I just I'm not, I just haven't seen him play enough, and yeah. when I have seen him play. It looks like he's struggling to get through four good rounds of golf. I'm I'm hoping he proves me wrong. Yeah. I want him to prove yeah. me wrong. Every time, um, just about every time, I uh, I hope that he proves us wrong. But I'm gonna go no as well. Um, he's just not you know physically there. I think to make the top twenty, making the cut, totally reasonable. Um, that's kind of my expectation for him to be honest. Heading in uh, to this weekend, so we'll see what happens there. But um, coming off, you know. This is the guy. Uh, we, we saved him for a little bit further down. Mm-hmm. Obviously, one of the favorites. Victory at the Scottish, back-to-back wins. He's got you know a bunch of wins on the season. Uh, Second-best odds in the tournament, like you said, Mike, earlier, tied with, with Rom. Xander Shoffley, what do you think? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's a yes for me. Yeah. Uh, it's a yes for me as well. You, you, I don't want to overcomplicate this. Um, he's just playing really, really good golf right now. Uh, he was also second at the Open Championship in 2018, if, if, that, if that adds anything to it as well. So he's had some history, you know, in uh, this major in particular. Obviously, winning the Scottish really helps as well. So I'm going to go yes with Shoffley. Um, Cameron Smith, uh, he was 10th at the Scottish. Um, a consistent guy, like we talked about. He missed the cut at the U.S. Open, but 10th at the Scottish has uh, shown flat, played really well at the Masters as well, has shown flashes of being really good. Uh, Mike, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to go no just because I need to mix in some no's. He's someone that's so safe to pick because he's just that good with the putter, but uh, it's one of those things where uh, I feel like I need to know, and I could see him finishing 23rd or 25th or 27th yeah. just outside of the top 20. I don't see him getting cut, though. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't see that either. I think um, I'm going to go with no as well. Uh, I kind of feel the same way. I think he'll definitely be you know, kind of in the mix heading to the weekend, meaning he'll make the cut and he'll maybe have a shot, but uh, will fall outside that top 20. Um, his style of play, you know, that ability to putt really, I think, works well for a link scores. It'll definitely help. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I just don't really have a good feeling about Cam Smith. He hasn't shown uh, consistency playing recently. With You know, he's obviously good showing at the Scottish, but other than that, not so great as of late. So I'm going to go no. And then last but not least, of course, we have uh, the U.S. Open champion, um, Matt Fitzpatrick. What do you got? I'm going to go yes just because I think historically – if you win a Masters before, you're probably going to do really good the next master, um, Masters. Major, when you win yeah, a Major, you're going to yeah. do pretty well the next Major. Yep. Look good at the Scottish, too, so I'd like to see that. It's a yes for me. Yeah, it's a yes for me as well. Same idea. You know, six at the Scottish, I think, was huge after that U.S. Open victory to show that, you know, he's not really uh, – he, he, he wants to win another. <laughs> I think, you know, going overseas, obviously he's uh, – He's a British guy, so that'll definitely help as well. I think you know a little bit of pride there. I think you know you add that in with Rory too. Um, so I, I like Matt Fitzpatrick so, there uh, to make top. Sam, I I don't want to put you on the spot right now. Yeah, but we have 14 names. I'm looking at the odds, 
And would you want to do a fifteenth name right now if we if we try to put on sure. Zalatoris? I think he deserves okay. to make the top twenty list at least for us to decide if he, his fate if he would finish, yes or no. And I'm gonna go yes that okay. he finishes top twenty because of how good he's been playing. All the runners up looked great at the U.S. Open. Um, I think this could be his one. I'm not sure yet, uh, but he is a yes for me to finish. He's the top always 20. a guy that we think is very close to just getting there. I mean, he's been so close so many times. Um, it's, it's just the I feel like it's kind of the putter with him. Yeah. He's another guy that can you know really hit it well, but yeah, he does that you know kind of odd putting style that uh, it's a little more elevated yeah. uh, than you know most guys. Um, and it, I guess it works for him, but that's really been his fallback this season, not being able to hit the biggest putt runner-up at the U.S. Open, the PGA Championship, the Farmers Insurance. So he's got eight up. top 10 finishes this year. Yeah. Um, he's been fantastic. The putting, he's 122nd across the PGA Tour in shots gained putting. But from shots gained tee to the green, he's first. And shots gained overall, he's sixth. So that's how good he's been. Shots gained approach to the green, he's been first. So, I mean, he's, he's having a Morikawa-esque season where – Everything's going right with the iron, with the sticks, but he's just not able to get it done with the putter. I still think I like him just of how good he's been playing, so I'll go yes on the top 20. Yeah, I'll go yes, too. It's nice. I, I'm glad you threw that in. I need another yes there, so it worked out perfectly. So perfectly. Another, and I'm you know what? I was looking at the yes. names. I'm looking at the odds. I'm like, are we really not going to pick the U.S. Open runner-up? Yeah. Yeah, U.S. So, Open runner-up, uh, runner-up at the PGA as well. I mean, majors this year, all three of them, he's been in the top 10. He's kind of having that, you know, uh, I think a John Rahm kind of year where he's just been in contention, mm-hmm. you know, Rahm in the past, in contention for all these majors. So I think that's not going to change here. Um, and I like Zalatoris, you know, top 20 as well. So how do you want to do this, Mike? Do you want to give our picks first? Do you want to hear from Andrew and Chris first? Um, I, think? I think we should... Uh... We should let Andrew and Chris go okay. first. I have Andrew loaded up on um, the studio right now, okay. so I'll run back there. I'll By the go- way, Mike, congr- uh, you know, props to you. The I'm producer so and hosting. If you, if you he's were, doing, he's juggling if it you all were around. Thinking earlier, cool. like, why is Sam talking so long at the beginning? It's because I was trying to <laughs> shuffle in from the back. I so. kind of forgot you were doing that, and my intro, like that, I was thinking of saying wasn't that long, so I was like, oh boy, I gotta like. No, it, it was here. perfect. It, it was perfect. Yeah, but let's okay. So let's hear. Uh, Mike's gonna go back there. He's gonna play um, Andrew Galata and Chris Hennessy. Their picks. Obviously, they couldn't be with us today, unfortunately, but. They're the on the green guys, so we have to hear from them. Um, and then after that, you know, Mike and I will give our our pick, our sleeper, and our fade. But let's hear uh, from Andrew um, and then Chris. I hope that's fine, Mike. We'll go Andrew first. Hey, Mike and Sam, Andrew here. Bums, I can't be talking about the open on the green with you guys this week. It should definitely be a lot of fun. But I think I'm in the green side bunker this week because I still want to be part of the show giving my picks for the weekend's pick sleeper fade obviously we know the format by now guys and i gotta start off with my sleeper at st andrews 50 to 1 odds and that's max homa who has just had an awesome year on tour breakout year i mean you just go up and down the schedule he's been you know main top 20 contender last week at the scottish open tied for 16th he finished tied for fifth at the memorial tied for 13th at the pga championship won the wells fargo as well he has another win on the schedule too earlier uh before the new year so he's been a guy that's just been consistent in the top 20 and in the mix of top 20 for basically every event and i think he's going to do the same at st andrews in the british open this week and i think it's a real value for him as a sleeper at 50 to 1. 
My fade is going to be a guy I've picked to win two majors this year, and that's Brooks Kepka. I had him winning the PGA Championship and then also had him winning the Masters. I am going to fade him this week. I think he misses the cut at the British Open. He just hasn't been good all year, and I've been disappointed from him all year. Goes to the Live Event. Didn't even play that good in the Live Event in Portland. Finished even par. Was 20th out of 48th there. So just has been a disappointing year for Brooks, and I think that continues. He only has one cut at the British Open, and I think it was back in like 2013. But I think he is going to do it again this week at St. Andrews, and I think he's going to miss the cut. And my pick is going to be, you know, kind of a no-brainer, and that's Xander Shoffley. He's just been so good all these last few months. I mean, really since that Masters... Uh, miscut. He's just been so, so good. Won the Zurich Classic, won the Travelers, won last week's Scottish Open, won the Pro-Am as well. He's just been on an insane tear over the past month, and I think that's going to continue at the British Open. I think he's going to finally get it done at a major and finally get the win. He finished second back in 2018 at the Open, and I think he does it again. Last week, if it's any indication, he beat 14 out of the top 15 players at the Scottish Open so I think that's going to continue here at St. Andrews and guys I just got to keep you for one more minute and give a bold prediction about Tiger Woods he's finishing top 20 this week St. Andrews it's his course it's his favorite course on earth the old course and I think Tiger is going to have a hell of a weekend I think he's going to finish top 20 I think he's going to flirt around to maybe even be a little higher. I saw him drive the green in a practice round on Sunday, and that was all I needed to see. I think he's going to be awesome this week, and I can't wait to see what he and the rest of the field has in store for us this week. It should just be an amazing weekend of golf over across the pond at St. Andrews. So guys, my pick, Xander Shoffley, my fade, Brooks Kepka, my sleeper, Max Homa. Hopefully I can rack up some points this week. See you guys. What's going on, boys? Open Championship this week, St. Andrews. Should be a good one. I'll start with the sleeper, as always. I am expecting a really good week out of Sam Burns. I like Sam Burns a lot. Uh, had a really good season. And he hasn't performed as well in the majors, but I like him this week. Sam Burns to finish in the top 20. As for my fade, I wanted to swing for the fences and go Colin Morikawa, defending champ, to miss the cut after he missed the cut last year at the Scott or last week at the Scottish, I should say. But I'm going to play it a little safer and go with Brooks Kepka. I think there's a lot going on with Brooks Kepka. He leaves for live, and I think he's not going to perform very well this week. He hasn't performed terribly well in the British Open, regardless of his live status, and he hasn't played well this year in majors prior to leaving for. Live golf. So I'm going to take Brooks Kepka to miss the cut. As for my winner, you guys know how much I want to pick Tiger Woods. I really want to pick Tiger Woods. Uh, I'm not going to. Uh, as much as I would love to see him win, I just don't think that's that's going to happen this week, unfortunately. I'm between a bunch of different guys for this week. I'm not going to pick Xander. I know there's probably going to be a lot of picks for Xander. So I'm going to fade him a little bit. And I'm going to go with Cameron Smith again. I picked him at the PGA and he missed the cut, so I'm going to go back to the well and try with Cameron Smith again. He had such a great start to the season, it would be really unfortunate to see him end this season without a major championship. So I'm going to go with the Aussie, Cam Smith. Definitely really interesting to hear those guys' picks. Thank you so much, Andrew and Chris, 
uh, for being with us to have those picks. Um, loved hearing that. Andrew with quite the bold prediction, top 20 for Tiger Woods. It looked like Chris was even kind of you know, shifting in that direction towards uh, looking at Tiger Woods as a potential top 20 guy. So Mike and I, you know, on the other hand, did not think that was really an option, unfortunately for him. But bold prediction by Andrew. Uh, you know, can't go wrong either with Xander. But some really good picks there, Mike. So uh, Cam Smith being picked as the winner by Chris, we both picked no for him to finish inside the top 20. Yeah. And, uh, and Andrew, without even hearing what we had to say about Tiger, he picks him automatically to finish inside the top 20. Yeah. It's almost like he knew we were going to pick yes. him not to, and he's like, you know yes. what, I have to make sure they know yes. on record that I'm saying he's going to finish inside the top 20. So, I mean, some good picks, though. I like how they both faded Brooks. I think that's the obvious kind of fade this week where um, someone who might have had success in the past at the Open yeah. um, is not the guy to be able to do this week goes to live struggling with the back injuries uh hasn't looked the same really he seems like the the easy fade but um it's gonna it's gonna be interesting hearing their picks and now we get you of ours yeah so um mike let's start with um let's start with the fade uh since you just talked about brooks brooks was actually my fade um but i'm gonna switch things up and i'm gonna you know uh Get another name here uh, for the fade, just so we don't all have the same. You know that that's happened in the past before. So, uh, Mike, I will go to you first. Um, let's hear. It. What's it's your a, fade? Ah, uh, it's tough. I- I'm thinking right now. I do want to go Brooks. Yeah, I did too. Because it feels like everyone is on the Brooks, and makes sense. Anyone that's a live golf guy, I feel like is an easier pick yeah, because you root you root against them anyway. It to feels be like we're ruined so. against. Yeah, it feels like we're ruined against them. So I think that's kind of where I want to lead, but you can't, like, I don't want to say Tiger Woods is a fade because not a lot of people are on him right now. Um, I'm not sure right now. I'm thinking about, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Justin Thomas is my fade. Justin Thomas. So he's got eight, cut. 18 to one odds. Wow. I, I, I really don't think he misses the cut, but I just think he's someone that's going to underperform. And listen, he definitely could miss the cut. It's a fade. You got to be bold with it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to go more Cobb. I'm going fin- to pick someone I finished. Um, I picked to not finish inside the top 20, which is Justin Thomas. He won the PGA Championship. We know that. He's been pretty good in majors all year. But listen, sometimes you got to be bold. I'm going to go bold and say Justin Thomas is my fade. Yeah. So um, I'm, you know, originally, like I said, Brooks, um, I was, you know, definitely thinking about him. That was my pick. Um, Louis Oostazen was another guy I just looked at. Um, who I thought, you know, maybe that would be he, his odds are are very high, um, forty to one, which are like I think top twenty in odds, despite the fact that first of all he's, he's a live golf guy, hasn't but been he, performing too well at live golf. He missed the cut at the U.S. Open. He withdrew from the Masters, sixtieth at the PGA. And listen, I know he's had tons of success at St Andrews. That's been the reason. You yeah, know, he's had tons of success there. Um. So uh, I'm gonna go bold too. I'm not gonna go Ustazen. I'm gonna go bold. I'm gonna go John Rom. I'm going to go Rom. Okay. I, I think, um, you know, obviously he's underperformed as a whole this year. I, I don't think, you know, it's another guy kind of like you were saying with JT. You know, maybe he'll make the cut, but I don't see him being in contention at all uh, really this week. And that's ultimately what is, you know, uh, making me make this pick as my fade. Um, and also, you know, he's, he didn't look great at the Scottish uh, either. And he did have, you know, a decent tournament at the U.S. Open, played pretty well. Um so it's, you know, I think we're all going kind of big here with the fade. We're all going to really try and, you know, be bold. And I think 
one of us will probably be right. Uh, I'm not sure who, and the rest of us may look pretty stupid, but you know, I guess that's how these picks kind of work for the most part. So I'm going to go John Rahm as my fade. Um, let's do Sleeper next, um, and then we'll give our picks. So Sleeper, uh, Mike, who you got? Ooh, all right, I'm going to go Mark Leishman as my uh, my Sleeper. He finished 14th at the... Uh at the U.S. Open. He got um, cut at the Scottish, so he didn't really have a great showing there, but he does have some good history um, at St. Andrews, I believe. Second in 2015, 15 under. Last time he played at um, at the Open at the old course, uh, he had to enter a playoff, so he um, tied with Louis Oosteen and Zach Johnson. Uh, Jordan, Smith and Jason, uh, Jordan Spieth and Jason Day are right behind him, so last time he was here, he was very good, and the odds reflect that, uh, plus... Um, 8,500 right around where Adam Scott and Cameron Young are. Uh, Cameron Young are guys had a great season, so they're kind of projecting him higher than I think he's been playing. He's not that far behind Gary Woodland, um, Tiger Woods, DeChambeau. So some bigger names, he's kind of right in the middle there, and he doesn't really been having the performance, I think, to back that up. So I like the way the odds are leaning there, so I will fin- uh, pick him as my sleeper. I'm going to go for my sleeper. Originally, I was thinking Shane Lowry, but his He's, odds his are too odds high. His odds are so nice. Um, I, like I, do like, I do like him to have a really good tournament, but he's not going to be my sleeper because the odds are just too high. Seamus Power, instead, is going to be my sleeper. Another uh, Irishman there. His odds are 80-1. to 1. He's missed his fair share of cuts this year. He's missed six cuts. Um, however... At the, at the majors, he was 27th at the Masters, 9th at the PGA, and 12th at the U.S. Open. So he's been p- performing really well at the majors this year. Um, also, I like picking a guy, uh, a European golfer, especially, you know, relative, like we talked about, you know, relatively close to uh, St. Andrews. I'm sure, you know, uh, that definitely plays into it as well, especially knowing the weather, knowing the winds, all that kind of stuff. I think that helps. Um, so Seamus Power is going to be uh, my sleeper here. Uh, definitely, I think, will make the cut and has a chance to even go top 20 here this week. And then finally, our picks. Um, so it was uh, Xander for for Andrew, correct? And it was uh, Cameron Smith for um, for Chris, correct? Yes. Are, okay, just making sure. So those are the those are their picks. You have your um, pick? I'm really, I'm really... I have my pick. I got my pick. Okay, Mike, let's hear it. Uh, Roy McIlroy. I think he needs, he needs a major win this mm. year. Uh, last time he finished outside the top 20 was the Valero Texas Open. Since then, I'll give you his starts, how he's done. Um, second at the Masters, fifth at the Wells Fargo, eighth at the PGA, 18th at Memorial, won the Canadian, fifth at the U.S. Open, 19th at the Travelers. So I'm just, I can't see that many great results. He won the Canadian. Now he needs his major win. I think this is a perfect time for him to do it. At the old course at St. Andrews, I think the pressure has been lifted off his shoulders because of how good he's played. He's now become almost the face of the PGA Tour, outwardly speaking, so um, harsh against the live golf players. This is his time. I think that it would be a storybook ending for him to get the win. So I'm going Rory McIlroy. So Rory was one of the two I was considering. I ended up not picking Rory McIlroy. You going Xander? uh, No, not. Uh, Staying in the U.K., with a guy who recently won a pretty big golf tournament, and that's Fitz, Matt Fitzpatrick. Oh, back, back to, to back. back. The wow. U.S. Open. I had to go a little bold. I had to switch things up. 
You know, I mean, that's, that's he's, he's had a, he's had a very good year. Obviously, like we talked about, he was sixth at the Scottish after winning the U.S. Open. Um, he was fifth at the PGA. He was 14th at the Masters. You kind of assume he's going to be in the top 20 like we both predicted. I just feel like that was his he's moment. He's got a shot. And- I mean, listen, I mean, if you're ever going to have a, uh, another moment, where where better to have it than in Great Britain? Obviously, it's not in England where he's from, but it's it's in Scotland. It's it's in it's, uh, you know, in the U.K., um, and I, you know, I really, I think, you know, he's such a fun golfer and that's part of why I pick these guys. Cause I like to root for the guys I yeah. want to pick, obviously. So pick. that's part of pick. it. Um, so yeah, Matt's Matt Fitzpatrick is my pick, but, um, I think that's just about it. We've wow. had what quite episode. the episode. I mean, yeah. we've really gone through just about everything from the top 20, from the course, from tiger. And of course our picks there at the end, but Mike, just, you know, one more before we, Head out of here. Just super excited for this tournament. I cannot wait to watch the Open Championship. I'm sure. I'm sure you're just really pumped for it. As these well. these majors episodes, they're fun. Yeah, I love right before the major. They're better than they're I think, recapping it. They're it's packed. packed. In with I'm tons lo- of I'm stuff. like worried about the time. On <laughs> Me the thing. too. I know <laughs> it's too. an hour and a half. It's we been... started. Uh, we didn't start. Um, it's been a while. An hour and a half ago, but so. that's okay. It's but it, okay. it's been a great episode. And yes. Sam, thank thanks for doing this. It's I think it's a two man podcast. It makes it fun too. And we got some great sound bites from Andrew and Chris. So thanks to them as well. Awesome, uh, awesome episode. So the 150th Open Championship at St Andrews should be very exciting. It's gonna get underway, like we said. I guess technically Wednesday night for us here in America, but really obviously Thursday morning uh, for the competition and for uh, the first tee times early in the morning for them. But just can't wait. Uh, Don't worry, we will be back next week to recap uh, the Open Championship and everything that goes on here at St. Andrews over the weekend, but just super excited to watch some great golf. Thank you to Andrew Galata and Chris Hennessy for Sam Davis and Mike Calamari. Uh, This has been On the Green, a production of WFUV Sports. Thank you.